He mentioned Peter King, what he had to say. Did it catch you off guard a little yesterday? I know we had so much going on. He kind of just slipped it in there. Yeah, it did catch me off guard. But, you know, once in a while, you know, people were ripping Peter King because he kind of said that the Lions are somewhat culpable for what happened, you know, with the Brad Allen situation that we've talked about for three days now. Yeah. Um, but he also said something that was kind of nice about the Lions. This is a really good team that uh, Brad Holmes has assembled and that Dan Campbell is coaching. And I, I would think if I were, I think they're one of the five most dangerous teams in football right now. And when you get into the playoffs, it's who's hot and who plays the best in the biggest games. Wow, top five dangerous teams. We mentioned that uh, they were Stephen A. Smith's A-list of the Lions, partly because he thought they won on Saturday. But, yeah, they are dangerous. Their offense, when it's gelling, the you know O-line plays to the top of their abilities. They can do anything as long as he's got time to throw the football. Did we you, know who that is. Did you notice at the start, though, he had to drop in the, you know, they'll have two home, well, probably only one home playoff game. Gee, why is that? Gee, why is that? But but his his greater point, right. that this is one of the five most dangerous teams, well, let's go through them. It would be San Francisco and Baltimore for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a preview of the Super Six for tomorrow. A little bit. Yeah. But I'm not even asking for yours. Right. I'm saying perception. Yes. It would not be the Cowboys and the Eagles to him because he left them. You know, you asked him about that in the interview, too, and right. he was critical of both those teams. I don't think he would argue, I'm trying to put words in his mouth, that those would be the right. five most dangerous teams. So who is in this five with the Lions, the Ravens, the Niners, probably the Cowboys who just beat Detroit? Yeah. And Buffalo, Kansas if they City. get in. Buffalo or Kansas City, if they get but, in. But does it, do the Lions belong in that group? I, yes. Yeah, yeah they but do. But for that, that word, dangerous. Yeah. They are dangerous. They are very dangerous. And, you know, hopefully getting, you know, McNeil back, getting some work in on this Sunday, and, and, and Gardner Johnson, that their defense will improve. I, I got to say, I was a little surprised that it's that huge of a deal that Bugs is going to be let go. And, and I, I guess, you know, Uzureke, they he is a second-round pick, so maybe they want to give him one more go around a little bit, but I think that Bugs is a better player right now, personally. But. I think he's been better this season for this football team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of this is the roster crunch of you are carrying three quarterbacks now. Right. So, and you do have guys coming back from IR. Right. So to, to this week and probably one for the playoffs. Hopefully Houston. even more, yeah. So then you're going to have to cut two or three guys from this roster along the way, and, and Bugs is the short end of the stick. But the defense, I think, is where we've concentrated so much of a focus this season on how bad they've been and maybe how much better they've been since. He says Aiden Hutchinson figuring things out. It was one game, but it was a big game yes. from him. Three sacks. To me, it, it's I think he's been consistent all year, to be honest with you. I know. I, he's consistently getting pressure, and when teams have to respect more of these blitzes that Aaron Glenn's dialed up, he's had a little easier time, right? Yeah. When you send safety blitzes, that means running backs and tight ends have to account for extra guys, which means you can't chip on the best defensive end on your team, which is Aiden Hutchinson. Yes. This team does not win enough up front with their front four. So no. how can you help them? One, dial up some pressure, Ify Melifonwu. Get more takeaways, Ify Melifonwu. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, and hopefully Kirby Joseph, whose game has yeah. improved over the last few weeks because he started off the season... A little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and getting McNeil back should 
help some of the push. And you know what? That leads to some stuff, too. How good can this defense be? Like, everybody's healthy. The Glenn's learned some things. They're playing to their personnel. How good can they be? They can be middle of the pack because their corners still are not very good. As much as, you know, I like Cam Sutton, he, I don't think he's 100% healthy. Not that anybody is in this league after, you know, 16 games. But I, I don't think he's been as good the last four or five games as he was earlier in the season. Here's how I think you can make up for it. You call it league average if they can get everybody right. And, yeah. Okay. Takeaways. The New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl with takeaways. Their defense was like 20th or 21st in the NFL, but they won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with takeaways. I think they were number two with almost 39 or 40 that season, interception, fumble recoveries, and they had the big one in the Super Bowl, Tracy Porter against right. Peyton Manning. Now, it, Saturday night was even, right? Two and two. Right? I, be, I believe so. Um, the Denver game, though, they got the big takeaway yes. early in the game. Uh, the Viking game, of course, they had the four interceptions. If this defense, and it's it's a tough tough way to live where you're relying on turnovers, Correct. but that's the cheat code from being an average defense and doing above average things. Yeah. Takeaways. Your offense gets the ball back. Your offensive line starts mauling people on an eight-minute drive, and the other team is like, we haven't even had a chance to touch the ball yet. That's the formula for the Lions. A little more takeaways, a little more pressure, and I think they get it. They've been doing that. Especially if they can do it on, on third downs and managing third downs and making sure it's third and at least you know five or six yards as opposed to, you know, third and one, third and two, because, you know, that obviously makes third down conversions a hell of a lot easier. Well, and Stoney, how are you going to win on the road? Turnovers. Yeah. Right? I, I know it's it's not something you feel like you can count on, but it is part of the winning formula for this team. They'll get one playoff game, likely, at home. Right. And they're likely going on their own. Yeah. And, and like gonna, I said yesterday, I... I am confident they can play, and Peter, Peter, King, Peter King said, the Arctic Circle. I am convinced... They can win on the road in every venue in the NFC except at San Francisco. Well, they, just, they prove they can go into Dallas and hang with them. Yes. And Philly, while it is outdoors and the link in January is as close to a golf kryptonite as there may be in the they're league. They're imploding a little but bit. But they are exactly, what is it, four of the last five they've lost. Patricia's defense might just be that elixir that helps just about any quarterback. Yes. Four straight touchdowns in the second half last week. I know. To the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals did not punt. Say it again. Yep. So, then, yeah, I think it is a fair characterization that the Lions are one of the five most dangerous teams in the NFL. We echo what Peter King had to say. Yes. Are you guys with them? 248-539-9797. We got Mac in Davison. Mac, you're on 97.1. Hey, one thing that the Lions fans, I have not heard from them, and this is my take I'm not a diehard Lions fan. Love to see him win. Love Brad Holmes. And until recently, I was big on Dan Campbell. But some of these, uh, like he left three points early in the game off the table. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a call. Do you think Bo Schembechler would have ever called a fake punt on his 25-yard line, whatever it was? I don't think so. I don't think a lot of legendary coaches would have ever well, done well, that. Well, you know what? Well, both Schembechler and Dan Campbell have something in common. They neither won a championship. Yeah, that's that's not true. Both Schembechler won a basketball championship as athletic director. <laughs> All hey, right. he did. Okay. Okay. I thought the Go Blue Hour didn't start till nine. Oh, my. He pulled. He 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 pulled. Uh, Frieder in the I know, office. we know the story. You, you were trying to make a joke. I know, I, I, I know. you I made a joke it. and everybody's laughing. I, I, I but, but I don't get why we're holding Bo up as like the pinnacle of I know. coaching. I like, know. 
really? I th- you you, know, you mentioned somebody else. Okay, the fake punts, I think they've run, I believe, three this season. Two have worked, all of them in their own territory. It's terrifying to call it, right? Yeah. But oftentimes you're calling it not automatically, but if right. you get the look, if the defense is not in the position where you can exploit them, you take the risk. And Campbell's taken a lot of risks this year. I think most of them or good risks, mm-hmm. necessary risks. I think he gives his team extra chances. He plays with all four downs. Most of these coaches only use three. I mean, it's a big advantage. There are instances where he goes overboard, but I think by and large, he's helped more than he's hurt. I don't get the turning on him yet. No. By the way, the caller mentioned the, the Bo thing. I need some Michigan historian to figure this out. I believe it was Bo's last game, the Rose Bowl. They actually tried a fake punt, and it was a bad holding call on the play. Stapleton was the punter for Michigan, and I think it's something I remember. So, yes, he has tried a fake punt, if my memory the is correct. The great Bo Schembechler, who could do no wrong. Wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe don't use him as the, as the pinnacle of coaching. Or, or, or like integrity. Belichick or something. I thought he was going to come yeah. up with somebody like that. You know? Yeah. Would Saban do this? Would, you know, would Belichick do this? Uh, on the topic of the lines being dangerous, I think something that has gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit on Saturday night because of the controversy and everything else is that they went toe-to-toe with Dallas yes. in their stadium and made them look very ordinary. And nobody else has done that this year. That, to me, should be the encouraging thing if this team really is dangerous. Yes, absolutely. I think the only other team that played Dallas close at home within a score, was Seattle. Right. Yeah. Seattle's on that playoff bubble, too. But Detroit played them as close as anybody has. I mean, we are talking about razor's edge. Yes. 23 seconds, two-point that you did convert. It doesn't mean they would have won the game. No. But they played them better than anybody has all season. Right. And look, were their faults? Yes. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb ran wild. But you know what? Those are the breaks. I mean, you can't stop everybody. Like, well, we mentioned Dan Campbell yesterday. They had to go... Three games in a row, Jefferson, Lamb, and then Jefferson again this Sunday. Well, think about it. If you're going to give up 200 yards to Lamb but only 20 points, you take that trade off every week. Yeah, well, the uh, the great play that uh, Vador made to knock the ball out with the dumbest rule in sports, yeah, as yeah. you know, that I think, but you still. Know, but the thing is that if the favorites play out, so this week, Dallas is the two, yeah. mm-hmm. San Francisco's the one, mm-hmm. and Philly's the five. Yes. Mm-hmm. If the favorites play out in the first round of the playoffs, you go to Dallas. Right. You're going to Dallas. Yes. And that's the why the weight of what happened Saturday night is so Because it would have flipped I, where the game was. And I think Dan Campbell know, knew, knows that, and that's why he said what he said. We won't, we'll, we hopefully play him again. Yeah. I want to see him again. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be great. Lions fans can weigh in five most dangerous teams in the NFL. Lions belong on that list. It's 97 1.